From In the Beginning to the Musical Apocalypse, this is The Bible Says What. I'm your host, Mike Weinsman. In Deuteronomy 19.21, God says to show no pity to those who wrong you. But according to Jesus in Matthew 5.38-40, we are to turn the other cheek. God states in Micah 5.15 that he will take vengeance and anger and wrath on the nations that have not obeyed him. But Jesus says in Matthew 7.12, So in everything do to others what you would have them do to you, for this sums up the law and the prophets. First off, which version of the law is he referring to? Because I can tell you right now that the laws about stoning and burning children or the rules from God that tell you to slaughter your heathen neighbors are not really a do-unto-others attitude. Second, if God and Jesus are the same being, then why do their words differ so vastly? Why do they contradict themselves? This we will never know, because it's impossible to know what fictional characters are thinking. Let's start the show. Is there anything in the Bible that you yourself have an issue with? <laughs> okay, so it took you reading the Bible to realize that those things were bad for you? Yeah, it actually did. I, I didn't figure this out on your own? No, Ted, Ted Bundy could be redeemed. God doesn't kill children. What do you think the Passover was? Yahweh sets up a whole system in the Old Testament where you slaughter animals just so he's able to forgive you. Today's special guest is Christian podcaster Dale Hutchinson. Welcome to the show, Dale. Welcome. I'm glad to be here. Glad to be Thanks. a guest. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Thanks for taking the time. I hear you got two podcasts. Now tell me a little bit about both of them. Well, the first one is called Coffee Time Again. It's coffee hyphen time hyphen again. And it's basically on history and as it repeats itself. Hmm. And how do we how did we deal with it the first time it came around or the second time? And how are we dealing with it now? And what kind of problems is it causing? Hmm. I have a uh, my tagline is the culture that forgets its history has no future. Hmm. Yeah. And it's been proven time after time after time. It's happened from all the way back from the Romans, the Greeks, the Egyptians. Yeah. They all forgot, forgot their traditions and their history, and they all collapsed. Yeah. Because you can go, go all the way back to the uh, pavement and find this happening. Hmm. Yeah, well, we don't learn from our mistakes. It uh, comes to bite us, that's for sure. Yeah, that's uh, right. What about your second podcast? What's that one about? That one is called Trauma, the number two, Love, and it's about healing from trauma. It's a mm. live stream broadcast. We do it normally on Monday mornings, at, uh, Mondays at noon Pacific time. I have a co-host that we work on. She is uh, an RN and a reverend, and I'm a former certified addictions counselor, level two, retired. So between the two of us, we got about 50 years of experience working with trauma victims and survivors. We yeah. prefer the term survivors as opposed to victim, though, because yeah, you said you're talking, you survive. I like that. Nice job. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a good idea. Um, for sure. Thank you, Dale. Um, you so what, what brought you into these podcasts? Well, why did you start doing them? I retired in 2015. 
and got very bored very quickly and hated retirement. <laughs> <laughs> so I started to do a podcast. I started to do a, a blog, writing blogs on uh -huh. history and, the, and, and the, what's going on and discovered through my analytical research that nobody was reading the darn things. Uh -huh. So I'll text you. I'll make you listen to me. <laughs> so in 2020, I started the podcast, the first one. We just mm. started the second one of social the month. Mm. Nice, nice. That's it's a lot of work, a lot of two podcasts, man. That's a, that's a, that's a commitment. Yeah, it's a I've got about 60, 70 up there now. Nice. Four years I've been doing that first one. Yeah, moving right along. Moving right. Along. You got a favorite yeah. episode? A favorite guest or? Well, my favorite guest was a gentleman who landed a gyrocopter on the lawn to the uh, Capitol building with a bunch of 535 letters for the congressman on how to get the money out of, out of politics. Huh. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Yeah, but he he, he made national news. Hmm. He was he ended up in prison for a few months because of striking not. Not closer to land a gyrocopter on the steps of, on the lawn of the Capitol building. They yeah, say. I kind of frown on that. <laughs> he still had it, and he had it. His idea was incredibly good on how to do it. Get his mm. money, get money out of politics. Mm. And I, I'm going to rebroadcast it here pretty soon. I'm going to republish it because it is so good, and it really mm. needs to get out there. My mm. second favorite guest, though, was really the guy from the Border Patrol Agency. Huh. Yeah, I've had him on twice. He's so good. <laughs> he spent 24 years or something like that on the border patrol, on the border in Mexico, in California. And hmm. most of like a supervisor. Yeah. And he came up when I had him on the first show. I was just so, not found my chair. The numbers he was giving us did not jive with the number the government's giving us. Huh. Interesting. And what's going on doesn't jive with what the government's telling me. Telling us is going on. Two different well, stories. Yeah, you got to take everything with a little bit of grain of salt. Make sure you, you look into it for yourself for sure, and don't do. ignore those facts. Yeah. Oh, you got to. I'm looking into it before I have him back on again. I'm going to have him back again. He wrote a book called Invasion, hmm. and I'm reading the book now. So. Uh, Gotcha. It's, pretty good. it's got the numbers yeah. in and I can really check them out now that I can see them. Gotcha. Well, yeah, we've definitely researched that. Um, yes. So uh, speaking of books, um, the Bible, you, yes. you, you are a Christian. I um, am a Christian. I'm what is the Bible? Christian. What is the Bible to you, Dale? My guideline. Guideline. Okay. It guides me along my daily path. I have uh, daily readings that are sent to me on my phone every, every day. Huh. That I go through, and they're usually right on. Uh, I'm a devout Episcopalian. And I got a preacher that likes to preach directly to me. Huh. <laughs> he, he's a priest, and once he does the sermons, and I'm sitting there listening to her, I know I swear she's talking only to me and out of the entire conversation. Congregation, yeah. she's talking to me. Yeah, I get that with some podcasts too. I'll listen to them, yeah. and it's like, man, they're like they're talking to me. This is yeah. what I'm going through in my podcast or life or whatever you know so yeah it's it's kind of fun to get those little words of inspiration um to help you out uh, i'm curious though did did you ever come across anything that they sent you that was not so uplifting uh bible verse wise did you get anything that was just questionable 
It's just like like burn a prostitute, for instance, you know, in the Old yeah. Testament there. Did you ever get yeah. one of those? Yeah, as a matter of fact, there have been some. Uh, I have a real proper, I took a course in, from huh. Sidney University in Tennessee, the four-year course. Huh. And one of the, the first year is the Old Testament. You read the Old Testament book by book and discuss it in class. Yeah. And the New Testament, then third year is uh, church history, which really surprised me how bloody it really was. Yeah. And yeah. Theology is the fourth year, but that first year in the in the Old Testament, it just really set me back on how. Now, yeah, what's the word I want to use? Uh, hmm. Mean. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Vindictive. Yeah. The Lord mean. was not exactly yeah. nice to some of these people. Yeah, yeah. So, do you think those things really happened? Those Old Testament mean things that God did? I think a lot of it did happen. Hmm. There's a lot. I don't, I don't think Jonah was swallowed by a whale. You don't think so? I don't think so. Huh. I, I uh, do believe that the flood happened because they got scientific evidence on that. Hmm. It wasn't a worldwide flood, but it was what, what they knew as the world at the time. Local flood. The Mediterranean and the uh, Atlantic Ocean. Hmm. They had a big rocky there and it flooded. So they've got some scientific evidence for a flood that happened at that time. Interesting. So well, let's touch on that a little bit as far as the sure. flood. Um, so the Bible says it was a worldwide flood, um, mm -hmm. but you don't believe it was a worldwide flood, uh, more of well, a local thing. If I'm... They knew it. Their they world, knew yeah. World. So I can see why they would say worldwide that they, they didn't know the entire yeah. circumference of the planet. Gotcha. So they didn't know. So the people yeah. just thought it was the whole world. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. So did God cause that flood to descend the, that rainwater? Yes, I believe he did. Hmm. Gotcha. 40 and, and, days and 40 nights. Hmm. Which I think was a little bit of a short of a time. It's probably longer than that. Get huh. that much water. But it's yeah. up the Mediterranean that overflowed that caused the flood. Hmm. So maybe 40 days and 40 nights was enough. I don't know. But that it, more than just the rain fell. The water, yeah. it says in the Bible, the, the water come up from underneath too. The, and oh, the, the windows the in heaven. The windows. Water, yeah. I don't... yeah. That water came from underneath the earth as well as the flood. The water down, the water up. Yeah. The underground particles. Yeah. He released that magic space water stuff that the firmament yeah. is, is holding. He opened a window and all that rain yeah. came rushing in yeah, for 40 days and 40 nights. That is the time frame that people stopped living to be a thousand years old. Hmm. So the, the ozone layer was kind of disrupted a little bit. Of, According to what the way the Bible reads, because if you notice before that they got the Methuselah and several others who are living eight, seven, eight, nine, six hundred years old. Yeah. And after that they're living 80, 90, 100 maybe. <laughs> so back to normal. Back to normal. I don't know what that's about. Yeah. But the, the way it read, the way I understand it is that uh, the ozone layer was destroyed. That firmament. Oh, the ozone layer, right? not the firmament. No, it's gotcha. the same thing. Oh, I think the the permanent was the ozone layer of the day. Gotcha. So in in Genesis, in the beginning there, when when God is separating the waters of heaven, He uses yeah. the firmament to separate it. So do do you right. think that the ozone layer is protecting us from the space water? Yes. Interesting. So when we go up to space to the moon or anything like that, um, we don't find 
water, it's space. Yes, we uh, do. So we go through space, not water. So how does that work? We don't go through the water. They are finding water on the moon, though. Okay, but that's not space water, though. That's not... Well, that's uh, not, it's not what you're talking about. No. Yeah, yeah. It's not that firmament separation I thing. I, I have to be honest with you, uh, Michael. I don't know what that space water is. Gotcha. I love I don't knows, Dale. Those are my favorites. There's a lot of stuff out in space that we don't know. Absolutely. Yep. There could, Everything's could in space. Some form of vapor, which is water. Huh. There's a lot of clouds up there, space clouds. Space clouds, okay. Yeah, there's a lot of them around in, in, in various sections of the galaxy and huh. the universe where they're just, they look like clouds. We haven't got into them to study them yet, but according mm. to, to, to to NASA and the Hubble Space, they're clouds. Yeah. A little bit different than our normal kind of clouds, though. Yeah, um, they are. But yeah, <laughs> not so really uh, rainwater there. Um, thank you for that deal. Um, interesting conversation there. So as far as uh, that Old Testament, you said God did some mean things in, in the Old Testament. Is there yes. anything in particular that you specifically have an issue with? No, not particularly. I mean, there's a lot of things that uh, when uh, uh, Lot was being sent out and he sent mm. his daughters out, go take yes. care of these. I didn't have to do anything with them you want. Yes. That I find very irrehensible. Yes, apprehensible. Yeah, yeah, indefensible yeah, that as well. Was pretty bad. Um, so yeah, that was a thing. God uh, sent angels down to check things out because yep. he didn't know. Um, so he goes to Lot's house with the two angels, or just the two angels. Actually, God's not really there because he yeah. didn't come down to, to check it out. <laughs> and no. then Lot offers his daughters up to be raped by the entire town instead of the right. two men. Yeah, and right. then later on we hear that Lot is a righteous man in God's eyes. So yeah. that is also disturbing that God thinks that this man is righteous. Right. <laughs> uh... There are several cases like that where God thinks people are righteous when, in my opinion, we need to string them up. Yeah, that's a, that's not uh, a righteous man who does that no. kind of thing to me anyways, but, in my eyes. What Joseph's brothers did to him. That too. Was not yep. exactly... But that was part of God's plan. God needed Joseph to do certain things. Oh, yeah. And that's God wanted that to happen, essentially, is what I'm getting out of the story. Yeah, he, he God, in my opinion, even though there are irrevocable actions, there's mm -hmm. a reason for it. We don't know the reason because we don't know the mind of God. Right. You know? But I feel with that certain circumstance, let me know if I'm wrong, um, but God could have gotten the same results in a less violent less kidnappy slavery sold kind of way yeah yeah but god chose that way god chose the the slavery sold kind of way yeah and i don't know about that that's that's one thing i really had a problem with the israelites having slaves after being that slaves too. themselves they had slaves. Yeah. <laughs> you think they'd get the idea that slavery sucks but no they uh yeah. <laughs> very yeah. good point dale <laughs> and even into the new testament yeah yeah he's talking about slaves yeah, absolutely. His parables are about slaves. So it's not just in the Old Testament, it's in the New Testament as well. Mm -hmm. And it's going on today. Yeah, yeah. So you, you, you mentioned that the Bible is your guideline. Yes. But we're talking about things in here that are, are not really things we should be following, such as the slavery, no. genocides, 
stuff like that. So, yeah. I mean, is it more like there are parts of the Bible that are good and there are parts of the Bible that are not so good? Yes. Gotcha. So it can't be a total guideline. I mean, we can't just no, no, open the Bible I and I don't I don't follow it blindly. That's one of the reasons I'm an Episcopalian. Hmm. I can believe what I need to believe in. <laughs> you know, uh, there's a guy out in California that has a T-shirt. I'm an Episcopalian because I can believe in dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed to. <laughs> yeah. We are allowed. We Episcopal Church is a very liberal church, mm -hmm. and we're allowed to believe as we believe. Mm -hmm. Now they may not agree with us, but they mm -hmm. let us do it because that's our belief system, yeah. and that's why there's a lot of stories in the Bible that I have problems with, especially in the Old Testament. Yeah, like Jonah, as I mentioned earlier, Jonah and the yeah. whale. Yeah, because he was sent by God to go to this one town and decided he didn't want to go there, so he went someplace else <laughs> and was swallowed by a well, it didn't say whale in the Bible. Yeah. It says big fish. fish. Yeah. Yeah, and I, you can't live. You can't survive three days in a fish. And you can't. You can't, it. Dale. No, you're right. <laughs> so I have no problems with Good that. <laughs> you know, I have problems with Jonah and the whale. Yeah. Even though it wasn't a whale, I have problems the uh, the ark. Ark, yeah. We've got the popular notion that he only took two of each species. Hmm. He didn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> of the clean animals, he took seven of each animal. Ah. Of the unclean, he took two. Yeah. Yeah, it does say that. It says two, and it, it's a little weird and contradictory in some parts, but yeah. So do you think he fit all of those animals on the boat? That's the problem I have, is how many animals <laughs> could he fit out of all of the animals he had created? Yeah. That just doesn't add up. And how many termites are you going to take? <laughs> and what are the lions going to eat when they get off the boat and how are yeah. the penguins going to get back to antarctica i mean yeah. so yeah. many problems with this story there is and the other problems i have is with the genetics mm. when you get off the boat there's only seven people that's a very <laughs> small popu genetic population and they're all yeah. related anyway yeah the three yep. sons their wives and children yeah so it's a very small genetic population yeah, very. How does that work? Well, same way Adam and Eve works, I guess. You yeah, know. how did that work? Incest and the power of Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Adam and Eve, you know, they say that they were the first two, but in a couple of places along there, there are spots that lead me to blame there were other people besides Adam and Eve at the time, particularly yeah. with Cain and Abel. Yeah. Because he was afraid he was going to be killed by other people. Mm -hmm. Where did they come from? Yes. <laughs> well, you know, Adam and Eve, they were getting busy for a while, apparently, and they yeah, just populated the earth, you know. <laughs> yeah, how did people populate the earth? I have some, so I have some issues. Yeah. I believe in Jesus very strongly. Okay. Uh, I'm waiting for his second coming. Of, we need him now in today's society. Okay. And I hope it happens soon, sooner rather than later, but it's up to him. He's he's not telling us and he knows, but he ain't telling us. It's weird. He seems to not want to communicate that with us. Um, no. I, I do want to talk about that. I do want to touch on that. That's, that's a great okay. point. Uh, but I, I did want to go back a little bit to the, the Old Testament stories there. Now, right. the ones that you have an issue with, how do you reconcile that with the loving God? How does that work for you? 
Well, I just accept the fact that there's just some things in there that I don't agree with, that I, that I just can't understand. I don't understand them. Why would he be so violent? I mean, mm -hmm. he wiped out the entire Egyptian army, mm -hmm. Red, which was not the Red Sea. It was the Sea of Weeds. Mm. Where the front were they part of the waters? Yeah. It was the Sea of Weeds. Uh, did I just have to we could say, okay, God had his plan. He had a way of doing things. I don't agree with him. Uh, so far, he has not struck me dead for disagreeing with him. So I guess I'm okay. <laughs> no, he hasn't struck you dead yet that I can tell. Uh, no. No. So, so you do have an issue with them, and you do see God as violent in those stories, but you still be... hold the uh, the belief that God is love, regardless of how yeah. many children he's drowned, people he's yeah. slaughtered for reasons. Yeah. So he's still love. How does that work for you? How does that, the violence, but yet he's loving? How, do, how does that well, match up? And... It doesn't real well. You know, I see the violent side of God. And then I look, when I did my, uh, the, that class I told you about, yeah. uh, it's called EFM, and Ministry uh, School of Theology. It's not even, uh, anyway, I took that class and we studied the Bible. Hmm. And we got into the uh, early days of the church and we're studying the church history. It was incredibly violent. Mm -hmm. Incredibly bloody, and it wasn't yeah. just Rome against Jews. Yeah, or Rome against Christians. It was Jews against Christians, Christians against Christians. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was just a, so. I humans are innately violent species. Mm. We definitely we, have our violent we, tendencies. Yes, we we we. I did do is work at the crime rate. Mm. You know. Yeah. Uh, to see that humans are not only a, a, a social hmm. group, we're a violent group. Hmm. Yeah. If you work in customer yeah. service, you, you get that every day. Yeah, <laughs> you know about it. that. <laughs> turn, on, turn on the newscast, you'll get it. Yeah, that too. Uh, that too. So thank you for that. Um, I kind of want to point out a verse here a little bit with Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Matthew 5, 38 through 40. Jesus uh, says, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, but I, uh, sorry, you have heard that it was said, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, but I tell you, do not resist an evil person. Um, if you, or if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn the other cheek also, and if anyone wants to sue you, take your shirt and hand over your coat as well. Right. But then we we correlate that to, to Yahweh in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy 19.21, show no pity, Life shall be for life, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, hand for a hand, foot for a foot. So who's right, God or Jesus? Like, who's got it right here? Which one should we listen to and follow? Jesus. Jesus. And why Jesus over God? Because they're one and the same. It's okay, so Trinity. let's say that again. <laughs> why Jesus over God? It's because they're the same? Yeah. Uh, Jesus has a more peaceful, loving personality i guess was what yeah. characteristics yeah i mean he has some of those for sure but he's also got the dark side too i mean he yes because he beat up on the money changes oh that oh well you know i love that story dale i'm so glad you brought that up <laughs> have you read that story lately not lately no 
Okay, so it's uh, there's a couple places it is. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Mark 11 version here. Uh, it starts off the very first sentence. It's it's one of my favorite sentences in the whole Bible. Jesus is hungry, and the tree he happened upon was out of season. I love that sentence. Jesus yeah. was angry. Th yeah. This angered the hungry Jesus, so he cursed the fig tree for not having his breakfast ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not make it grow bigger, Dale? Jesus yeah. is this loving guy who wants to feed the hungry. Why not right. make this thing go into season, out of season, and then grow 10 times bigger to feed the whole town? Well, he could have done that, obviously. But he didn't. Yeah. But he didn't. And Jesus, not only was Jesus divine, he was human. Hmm. That means he had all the fallacies, fallacies of a human. Hmm. The anger, the hunger, the, the, the lashing out, the hmm. types of personality defects. That, well, I hate to use the word defects. Well, but the personality yeah. traits that we have as humans. Because he yeah. had them all, because he was human. So he, well wasn't so he wasn't perfect. So he wasn't, no, he was huh. human. So Jesus was not perfect. He, got, he was human and he got angry, which is a sin. He lashed out with his right. anger. Um, oh, sorry. Quick correction. That verse, that sentence I read was not the actual sentence. That was the sentence I wrote. The actual oh. sentence is the next day as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance, the fig tree, he went off to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing with the leaves because it was not in season for figs. And he cursed it and whatnot. Sorry, I just had yeah. to correct myself there. That's um, all right. Uh, I uh, so Jesus had his issues. Hmm. I mean, he, he got angry more than once. Hmm. Yeah, he, he was angry with the money changes. He's angry with the fig tree. Uh, a couple of times, he got after his uh, uh, disciples hmm. because yeah. they're they're being humans, and you know. The not one believing. that comes to my mind, and he didn't really get too angry, but he got a little upset with them, was yeah. when they were deciding who was the best, yes. who was the greatest of them all. They were talking in. Hmm. He got a little testy with them. Mm -hmm. So and that's a human trait, not a divinity trait. Yeah. Yeah. Trait. So, well, I mean, at that point, Jesus is not perfect. Um, no. Jesus gets angry. Mm -hmm. So, did he die without sin if he was angry and lashed out and stuff? I believe he was forgiven his sins before he was crucified. So Who he forgave him. Died. He would, would have died a forgiven man, a forgiven man. So he forgave himself. I think the father forgave him. Himself. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgive me for the things I did to me. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's kind of a fun one. I have trouble with the divinity getting it straight in my mind, keeping it between the Holy Spirit. I've experienced the Holy Spirit. Okay. What was that like? Oh, it was an incredible experience. When I first became an Episcopalian in 2000 and 2011, so well around 2010, 2011, hmm. I was walking along the narthex to turn right to go into the chapel. I, what had happened is I was seeing a chiropractor. And every time I'd see her, we'd get to talking about stuff, and I start crying. And because I was bankrupt morally, spiritually, physically, hmm. financially, I was totally bankrupt. And she <laughs> kept ministering to me and talking to me, and hmm. invited me to this healing session at her church. So finally, one day, just to keep her quiet, I said, "Okay, I'll go with you." So hmm. we went to that next whatever night it was. I think it was a Thursday night. 
Mm-hmm. And I went to the healing session as I was walking down the Narthex with Amber next to me, and I turned right to go into the to the chapel. Mm-hmm. And as my left foot halfway across the wood of the Narthex, carpet of the chapel, something came over me. And at that time, I just described it as a fuzzy, a warm fuzzy to the 10th power. Okay. Which is pretty powerful. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a little bit later that I discovered that it was the Holy Spirit saying, you're home. This is you discovered it was the Holy Spirit? Yeah. How did you and discover it was the Holy Spirit giving you those tingles? Just from knowing, beginning to understand and knowing about the Holy Spirit and God and mm. Jesus in church, because I started going to that church. So he didn't come down and say, hi, I'm the Holy Spirit. This is me giving no, you tingles. No. 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 So, <laughs> so just the Bible? It's a knowingness. It's not like, you know. I, I don't know understand that. Right. What does that mean? What does that mean? A knowingness. It's just something you know. You know? Okay. Uh, you, uh, it's hard to explain because I. Yeah. Uh, I know certain things. Okay. You know certain things. We don't know where it comes from. I think I know certain things. <laughs> yeah. You don't know where yeah. it came from, but we all have them. Okay. Just a, uh, from a little guy, you know you're going to get fed. You know, you don't know how, but you might uh, you know, some people, not everyone. I mean, yeah, gonna, yeah, that's a. <laughs> With humanity, I understand that. But for me, it is just, I know. Just, you just know. I just know. And it happened actually twice. A fuzzy feeling that was something you just know. Something I just something I just know. And the second time it happened, I was using a walk. I was very young. I'm not a very healthy person. And I was using a walker and oxygen, which I should have on now, and I don't. Hmm. Just give me a second. Yeah, yeah. I was about to put my oxygen on. But anyway, I was on oxygen, and I was waiting up on the sidewalk for this my driver to bring me my wheel my walker to me so i could uh-huh. go into church and i was pondering the time of whether or not to become an episcopalian or not not enjoying the church and mm-hmm. this voice just came out of that nobody else heard but me a very sweet melodious voice came out of the nowhere and says join that's all it said interesting now, and, and why come? and who do you think that voice was I believe it was an angel of some kind. An angel? Why do you believe it was an angel? I believe in angels, but I have no other frame of reference for that. Hmm. It's this voice out of, the, hmm. out of the blue, out of the sky, very melodious, very soft-spoken, very musical voice. Musical? Kind of lyrical. Huh. Interesting. Nobody in the distance was playing any music. No. Or a car driving by that just no. happened to play a song that said join at the same time, you know. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I looked around. And Judy was right there next to me and never mm-hmm. heard it. Mm-hmm. My driver. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I don't know. That's an interesting one, but I, 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 I wouldn't go first thing to angels. That that's just me though. Um, yeah. Why did you go first thing to angels instead of anything I else? Didn't, I, didn't, I couldn't think of anything else. It could be radio signals from space. And you picked them up on your fillings, and it went through your head. There except you go. I got false teeth. Done. Except I got false teeth. There it is. It went through your false teeth. There it is. It went right through your false teeth. It's actually a, uh, a conduit for alien I signals. I have 
It says in the Bible, God created worlds, plural, S, uh -huh. without end. Worlds without end. For what purpose? So in the Old Testament. They don't know exactly where, but it says that. And that's For what purpose would he create that many worlds? That, I don't know what the purpose would be. However, that tells me E.T. exists. <laughs> I have no problems with E.T. at all. Uh, he, 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 <laughs> he created worlds, but doesn't say people to fill those worlds, though. No. However, yeah. what would be the purpose of being, creating a planet and not putting people on it? That's a good question. We've got a lot of those out here that we can see. Matter of fact, every single planet we've seen, we have no people on it so far. Oh. So, including the ones that were the exo worlds that we're finding out in space now. Yeah. Yeah. And so, that, so that we he put us far enough them. apart where we'd never find each other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that may be it, or we may. Huh. So, during the second coming, is he going to come to all the planets with people on them or just our planet? I have no clue. Hmm. And why does the Bible only talk about our planet and things that happen on it? Why don't we get stories from other planets? Because it's our only frame of reference. Is our planet the Bible? Well, so is heaven. He has a frame of reference of heaven and hell in the Bible. He talks about right. those places. So why doesn't he yeah. talk about dwellings of other places, other planets? The Bible was written by humans. Mm -hmm. not written by the fingernail of God. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the divinely inspired, but it's, it, humans but? are humans. Okay. They make mistakes. Uh huh. Their frame of reference was one world. They didn't know about E.T. or was Yeah. Well, God could correct them. God could say, hey, by the way, E.T. lives on planet there. Why don't you write yeah. a story about how E.T. was really hungry one morning and happened upon a fig tree. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of this could be, you know, some of this uh, could very well. Yeah, but what if it just happened on a different planet? And that's why we don't have evidence for some of this stuff, like the, the Battle of Jericho, like the yeah. Bill Walls. Yeah. What if that's just a... Aliens. Anyways, that we're getting on the, the roots here, the weeds here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but thanks for <laughs> entertaining that idea. Yeah. Um, so let's go back to the second coming. I do want to talk. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that. So the second right. coming. Why do you believe there is a second coming, first off? First of all, because he said so. Because he said so. Well, we said so, be... but we're we're fallible human beings. Right. I will be back. <laughs> I'll be back. Now, whether or not he comes back in a cloud of dust and holy mm. chariots and stuff mm. like that. It's supposed to be know. the clouds at night when there's no moon. So he's it's dark, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't I don't know why you do it in the dark. But I don't know. I don't know why you do half the things he does. But... Things up with the cloud and stuff. Uh, mm. Or it could be just, um, again, could be just be a World War Three. Hmm. Gotcha. It, it, hmm. So is God starting the World War III? Is he is that part of his plan? I don't know. And the thing is with World War Three, uh, if you look around, it says rumors of wars, wars, rumors of wars, natural disasters. Yeah. When has that not happened, Dale? That's what I was, that's <laughs> just the point I was gonna bring up. I've been hearing that since the days Good of Ali. Yeah. Ali had problems with it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how are we supposed to know? And what, what kind of, I don't know, that's not really helping out much. Is You're going to hear rumors of wars, guys. I mean, thanks, God. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for the <laughs> There's always uh, rumors of war. So what are we supposed to look for? Well, bad people doing bad things. Okay, God, that happens all the time. 
you were supposed know, to only... go to the Antichrist. Well, what's yeah. the Antichrist? But we don't even know. He's not very descriptive on that guy either. Could be a girl. No, we don't even know. Could be a girl. Could be a mutated chipmunk. We have no idea. We have no idea. And so that's the main thing that in, in his is the Antichrist, the guy that's going to unite all, all the little... Uh, I was hmm. going to say the Middle East, but not, not necessarily. Huh. But that's, according to my belief, that's where it's all going to start is in the... Uh, Middle East with the yeah, that's what it says, anyways, in Revelation. Um, yeah. in those Which areas, I read, well, I took my class and read some Revelations back then, but yeah, and he talks about all these different scenarios and things that are going to happen stars uh, falling to the earth and whatnot. That's an interesting one. I like that one. Stars yeah. falling to the earth. How does that work? Since it's so much bigger than the earth, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how it's going to work. Because <laughs> uh, a very small star. <laughs> just a piece of, just yeah, there's really piece tiny of. ones. But those are like the most powerful ones, aren't they? The smaller the star, the more intense the gravity and power and yeah, shenanigans. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. The revelation just doesn't make much sense to me. A lot of it doesn't make much sense to me. That's for sure. Oh, uh, so what's going to happen during this second coming? What's God going to do when he comes down? Well, he's going to start cleaning up. There's going to be, uh, he's going to judge the right, judge the people, both living hmm. and dead. He's going to judge them. He will by judge what? Him. Judge them by how? How is how, he going to judge them? By what they did? By what's in his book? Um, by both. both. By what they did mainly, because what they did is in his book. So he wrote down everything bad they did and stored it in a book. No, he was waiting. They did. No, everything they did, both good and bad. Yeah, everything they did, both good and bad, he wrote it in a book, and he's storing it for later to tell you about it. To say, this is what, this is your life. Huh. So where's the forgive and forget part? If he's got a book of all my wrongdoings, that's not very he's forgive and forget. That's what? Yeah, he, if he's got all my bad doings, he's got a really thick book. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, he will judge our righteousness based on not just what we did or what we said or what mm -hmm. we didn't do or did do wrong, but on the contents of our heart. Huh. So the contents that's of our heart. So not just that's where, that's where it's gonna come into, okay, you've got a good heart. Yeah, you made some very bad decisions, you made some really stupid things hmm. that you did. But you also done a lot of good things. But the contents of your heart says, You love me. Because, oh, there it is. So the contents of our heart has to say that we love him. Yes, in my opinion. Gotcha. And why is that? Why do we have to love him in order for him to save us? Because that's his commandments. So he orders it to be done. Right. That's why. Right. So does that make it a good thing, though? I don't think it's a bad thing. You don't think it's a bad thing to require people to love you or they will burn? If you're a divinity, divine, no. And if I say you have to love me or you're going to burn, then, then then I would be in the wrong. But if I was Jesus and said that, it's different because he's divinity, he's divine. He's the one that created us. So why is that different, though? Why does that make it right? Is it the might versus makes it right type thing? Or is it just because he create? I don't understand. Help, help me understand here. Well, I'm having a difficult time understanding myself now that I've said it. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how that works when you say things out loud <laughs> yeah it does Jesus 
and God and the Holy Trinity, the Holy Trinity, all three of them together, mm -hmm. one God now and forever, which is the Holy Trinity, even though, mm -hmm. the, and I don't understand the Holy Trinity. I can't, can't. Nobody my, does, Dale. It's okay. <laughs> can't my mind from that one. Created us to be, to be worshipped by us. Okay. That's so created to to we were created specifically to worship this being. Right. Whatever That's that being is. Interesting. Whatever whoever God or God is, was, and always will be. But would you create things just to get worship from them? I wouldn't, no. But I'm why would God. you not? Then I'm not God. But why would you not create something and then demand worship from it? divine something but it wouldn't be worship I don't think I have, not being divine it's very difficult for me to say you know to me that's like some dictator saying you have to and in the old days the king says i'm yeah. god you worship me that's exactly what it sounds like whether it's a deity whether it's a king whether it's a family member it doesn't matter who's saying it whenever they tell me that they need me to worship them I'm going to have a problem, yeah. especially if they don't show up to my birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> like Just saying. Uh, yeah. I know what you're saying. I understand it. But in my belief, yeah. he created us to be and made us in his likeness. Mm -hmm. So we could he, we could worship him and his you know, whether, whatever God is, whatever mm -hmm. type of spirit he is, whatever if he was created, maybe he's AI. I don't know. <laughs> alien AI. Oh, there's a theory. Wow, Dale, I love that one. God's an alien AI. Oh my. And that God. could be. You know, you just don't that's know. That's great. Yeah. You don't no, know. that's that's awesome. That's awesome. So so where's the loving part fit in though? If if we're created or and demanded to worship him, commanded, sorry, to worship him. Where, where does the loving part fit into that? Because I see that as a, a egotistical madman who requires love and praise, or he's going to punish me. So how how is that loving? I'm not so sure he's going to punish you, or you're going to punish yourself. Well, Dale, I refuse to throw myself into a pit of fire. Somebody's yeah, going have... to have to push me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're going to have to throw me into if they decide. Yeah, yeah. So how is that loving? human's mind, the mind of the human is such that we punish ourselves. Sometimes. Yeah. And I think that's maybe a part of the case here. Okay. Just the way our minds work. We, hmm. we are very complicated species. Our minds hmm. are just weird. <laughs> that's for sure. It does some crazy things. That's, a, that's a thing. Yes, it does. So I don't know. But I do know that God gets angry. God gets angry, lashes out. He lashes out at people, and not just one person at a time. He wipes out the whole, <laughs> gets the whole yeah. bunch. You know, yeah. takes a whole bunch of them. Yeah, not that's not that's the. I just don't see that as the good guy in the story, wiping people out like that. I don't see it in it either. But you don't see much of it in the New Testament. You just. Well, that's the whole revelation there, Dale. He's wiping out the planet again. Everybody that no. doesn't love him, he's going to wipe them out. 
Yeah, but that's not the whole population. Right? What's, what's the left? not the whole population. Uh, it's still it's still a lot of people, Dale, and that I have a problem. It's going to be a lot yeah. of people, but I think we'll be better off without a few of them. I have a rather likely <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Especially those politicians. All right, get rid of those. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I have a better oh, and uh, I got a plan to deal with them. I just outlive them. Mm. Yeah. Outlive your enemies is a lot more fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so why did God not choose that? Why does God wipe out his enemies and, and torture his enemies? Even, even children he calls his enemy because they don't love him. I don't have an answer for you. No, I don't know, Dale. I love the I don't know. Um, so as far as the whole story goes, is there any place you can point out that to you is is loving? What he's done for me over the last 34 years. In the Bible, though, Dale, in the Bible. Oh, in the Bible. Yeah. Is there uh, anything like you can point out that's that would show the love of this this character? Lazarus. Lazarus. And more. He brought more than just Lazarus back to life. He brought many of them. So did his disciples. We Why did he allow them to die to begin with? So he could show off his powers and bring them back to life? I don't, I doubt that seriously because he wasn't hmm. even, well, I mean, it doesn't matter to God if he's there or not. Hmm. However, he's given us free will. Has he though? Yes, I think he has. Okay. Why do you believe that? Go out from here and rob a bank if I wanted to. You are. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Go ahead. No, I mean, let's kind of let's touch on that a little bit. We go back to the Old Testament or New Testament, and, and God interferes in the lives of people. He comes in, he steps in, he does things. That's really not free will. I mean, we we got places in the Old Testament where he's mad because they're worshiping another god, and he comes in and kills their kids. Yeah. Well, where's the free will in that? I'm, I'm not free to do what I want according to that. No, you were. You were free to accept the consequences, too. Hmm. What What is free will to you? Describe the word for me. Definition, oh, whatever. Man. You make things difficult for me here, Michael. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I like to have this happen. Okay. Free will is the uh, ability, or not, a, uh, or the being able to do what you think is right or wrong, as the case may be. You may think, you know, like in my earlier one, be able to act, be able to act freely to act without freely an I- outside influence. Without the outside influence. That's where I'm at with free will. So when God is the outside influence coming in, He's negating their free will. Mm, I don't see that. Now, see, if you free, if you have free will, you have the right to worship another God. Mm-hmm. You have that right. You have that right. Yeah. But God's going to come in and slaughter your children if you do. Well, somebody is going to get, he's going to punish you somehow. Hmm. But that's not saying you can't do it. That's just saying you're going to have consequences. If, like, if I rob a bank, there are consequences for that. Free to do it, but not free from the guy stepping in and telling you you can't do that. Correct. Gotcha, gotcha. I don't see that as negating my free will. Yeah, well, I, I, thank you for that. 
I see it as, as the second Yahweh steps in, that's negating the free will. The second he influences the situation. But that's uh, two different views there. I didn't see the <laughs> that much. Because hmm. I have the will to go worship Bob. Bob Sorry, the what? I'm free to go worship Bezos Bob if I wanted to. C correct. But God's going to stop you because he doesn't want you to. So you're not really free to do it because he doesn't I like it. I'm free to do it. I'm free, but however, I'm also free to accept the consequences. Hmm. Hmm. I know the consequences. If I go worship Bezobub, I know for a fact I'm going to be punished. Gotcha. But what I'm still the, free to do it, even though. What I are those punishes, punishments, um, Dale? What, what do you think God's going to do when we worship something, something else, or don't love Him? What happens if we don't love God? What's God going to do? Knowing that I don't know the mind of God. He will do things, you know, put me in the pit of fire, string me up by my ankles to a cross. Wow. Wow. If you yeah. don't love him, that's what he's going to do? I don't know. Oh. But he's going to be some form of consequences. Yeah, but Dale, holy cow. If, if, if my kids don't love me, I'm not going to string them up by their toes upside down on a cross. Well, I don't know. I got some <laughs> no. no. Oh, God, I Dale. No, no, I love my children very much. Good. Phew. <laughs> Sometimes I get a little irritated with them, though. And, well, and of course. That's of course, but is. you don't slaughter them like God does when he gets irritated with his people or children. He doesn't do that to everybody every time. Right, he but he's still that. doing it, Dale. He still yes, he does, does it. That's the problem. Still he still <laughs> does it. Um, how are we to know what the mind of God is, though? We can what read his word, and his word tells us what he's thinking sometimes. And a lot of times, it's jealousy. He's just a jealous God that lashes out against his children. He says that. He does. Several places. He's jealous. I'm a jealous God. Yes. Yes, several and places. And he slaughters children for it. Um Yeah. Yeah, his, his jealousy, uh, the people of uh, Ephraim. Let me see if I can just find it here. Here it is. Exodus 20, verse 5. I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sins of their fathers. Exodus 34, 7. Yet he right. does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sins of the fathers to the third and fourth generation. I, the Lord, Deuteronomy right. 5, 9. I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. Exodus 34, 14. Do not worship yeah. any other gods because God is jealous. His name is jealous. Numbers 14. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> there is. There's a lot in there where God is very specific. Yeah. I am jealous. Yeah. And I see jealousy as a nasty human emotion. Well, we got a lot of them. But why does God have a nasty human emotion? Because he's... I, that, that I don't know. What I was going to say, though, is nasty human emotion. Here's the thing with emotions that we've got to be very careful about. Yeah. And God has them, too. Emotions... Yeah. Are just that. They're neither evil nor good. They're just emotions. Hmm. And what you do with them is what gives yeah. them the negative connotations. There you go. There you go. If, if I jealous, take my jealousy and start lashing out on children, that's negative. So generation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty nasty, in my opinion. That's pretty bad. Yeah, there's pretty just bad. some things that I can't accept. I mean, yeah. I, I, that I believe some of this is written in the Bible. 
was written by man. In fact, I know it all, all of it was written by man, not the mm. fingernail of God under divine inspiration, except man fouls it up and changes it. Mm. God let it thrive for some unknown reason. Yeah, and God so, wants his truth to be tainted? Yeah. Weird. Gives us Weird. a great conversation. <laughs> it does, but it confuses me and it a lot of other people. Confuses the devil out of me, too, and a lot of this stuff, because my God is so nebulous. Hmm. You know, who's seen the eye of God? Moses, apparently. Well, Moses, and he had to wear a veil afterwards. Well, I mean, he still saw God. He said he walked with him face, he saw him face to face as friends do. Yeah. Um, but then Jesus said nobody's seen God face to face, but Moses did, and so yeah, did Moses several did. other people. And after he saw the face of God, he had to wear a veil. Hmm. Because hmm. his face shone so much that he they couldn't couldn't handle it themselves. Hmm. After he the only time he could take the veil off is when he was in the holies of holies in the temple. Weird. What's well, it? I don't know. It, it says uh, Exodus thirty three eleven. Moses saw Yahweh face to face as friends do. Um, mm -hmm. When I see my friend, I don't put a veil on my face. So no, but he Moses saw him. Did. Moses was infused in, 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 what's the word I want to use, given such a glow, a, a tan, if you will. <laughs> you know, a Jesus very tan. Intense, very intense <laughs> golden tan that just showed so much that he would blind other people. If, and and mm. that's what I understand that passage. Yeah, yeah, that's what the stories, a lot of stories like that. Uh, and there's another one is Jacob. Jacob saw that. God too. There's also... In the Bible, are a lot of stories that I think were put in there by man, hmm. written by man without the divine inspiration. How can you tell the difference between the two? God, if, if it's inspired by God, there's going to be a certain quality about it. And like hmm. the story of Jonah, that's missing from, from the story. There's what quality? Of inspiration that... that Huh. God put him in a belly of, of a big, big fish. Man, I've heard a lot of people get inspiration from that story, um, for sure. A lot of Christians I talk to like that story. No, I, I have. Uh, <laughs> it's not, to me, it's not divinely inspired. Gotcha. So if it doesn't have that it factor, whatever that it factor is to you, right. um, then you don't find it. So it's 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 subjective. Then you 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 pick and choose your own. I, I do. I believe it is subjective, and I do have some members of the congregation that I we have discussions when we go to coffee together mm. about this. That they don't believe, do not believe the way I believe. Mm. I mean, I got, I even got relatives that says every single word in the Bible is divine gospel. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. And I'm going. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> and we've had some very heated discussions. Good. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Keep having those discussions. I think it helps. I think it helps it break down those barriers and and yeah, yeah. start yeah. to realize things. And we've had a good talk today, Dale. I think I think yeah. we've made some good points. Got some I good conversation too. in there. Definitely had a good conversation. Absolutely. And so I appreciate you. It. Yeah, I appreciate you, Dale. We're 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 almost done here. Go ahead and um, where can we find your stuff? Any closing arguments or or, or, or oh, phrases? Okay. Or, um, you can find me at www.coffee-time-again.com. Both 
podcasts are listed there so you can get to both of them from there to see until I get a new website designed. I'm having, I just haven't had the time to design the new website for the new new podcast yet, but I'll get mm. it done. And then Eventually. I'll have two, two websites to mm. deal with instead of just one. But that's Good where it's at right now. Uh, I have a bunch of them up there. I got four shows. The first one was very bad on the trauma to love, but it's up there anyway. The you know, I put it up, you know, uh, warts and all. Mm. So that's, but they're there, all four of them. And I got one coming up Thursday at noon Pacific time that has a an incredible therapist mm. from California is going to be on it. Mm. He's, Sounds uh, fun. His name is Dr. Diggs. He is just an incredible man. And his, his, his thinking and his beliefs and his teachings are just incredibly good. So if you get a chance, my, my friends, join uh. us at noon at Facebook and YouTube Pacific time on Thursday. Awesome. All right, Dale. Thank you so much. This has been a blast. It has I'll been. Stay in touch. Yeah, I will. You have a great time. You too, man. Talk to you later. Bye -bye. That's all the show there is for you today. Thanks for listening. As always, you can find me at the Bible Says What YouTube and Facebook pages. You can also find clips of the show on TikTok under BSW the Podcast. If you like what you heard and want to help keep the recording light on, simply go to patreon.com forward slash BSW the Podcast and sign up to be a supporter of the show. Your episodic tithes of a dollar or more will get you early access to each episode by at least three days, stickers, shirts, and shout outs. That's patreon.com forward slash BSW the Podcast. For the latest events, BSW swag, including signed copies of The Bible Says What the Book, head on over to the show's ever-evolving webpage at thebiblesayswhat.com. And no matter which platform you use to listen to your podcasts, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you won't miss out on the next episode. Until then, would you kindly pick up your Bibles and read them? Because it's impossible to know the thoughts of invincible fucking fictional characters. You know, you just said it twice. From in the beginning to the musical apocalypse, this is The Bible Says What. I'm the host. I'm the host. You're the host. Test one, two. I like melted cheese. Film at 11.